They said getting started was the hardest part, but no one told you how hard it is to scale a custom service business. It's time for your team to step up, but your clients want you. Discover how to scale to seven figures and beyond by freeing up time and getting your team to run whole parts of the company so you can focus on scaling profits. This is the Hands Off CEO with Mandy Ellefson. Hello, Mandy Ellefson here from Hands Off CEO. Today, I'm going to share with you why the position of a COO, second-in-command, operations manager, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, that, that like right-hand man, right-hand woman in your, um, in your consulting agency, why it's so difficult to hire this person and um, get the position right. And um, I'm going to be talking about three different ways that they fail. And um, most people are only looking at one way. Most people are, are looking at the, at the person and um, the fit and all of that. And that is only one piece of the puzzle. And it's actually the easiest part because it's just a matter of screening. So I'm going to share with you what those three things are and then how to get them right. So um, we, um, we have, we've had a lot of experience hiring operations managers for our, um, for our clients and um, helping them hire their own operations managers. I've hired a couple myself and I have um, had a bit of crash and burn and I've also had some enormous success. Uh, my second in command is absolutely amazing. She's our program director and I, I um, just basically dreamed her out of, um, out of my mind. It was just, just really an incredible position. And, and actually she has um, been a fractional COO for hundred different companies. So, um, she's really, she helps actually, she, she does training for our, our, um, operations managers for our clients actually. So this is, so this is where I'm coming from on this. And this is some of the, one of the things that we have actually discovered where the failure points are. So I'm going to share that, that with you. So there's three main areas, um, that you have to get right in order to get this position, right? So one of them is that your company needs to be ready. So your company needs to have um, a clear offer that you sell and that it is um, it's profitable, you have strong cash flow, and you, you really have to, your company has to be at a place where you know who you're selling it to, you, you know what you're selling, who you're selling it to, and um, you know the foundations of the business, you have a working model. Now, one of the challenges with um, service-based companies, consulting companies, agencies, the challenge is that as you're growing, then um, you hit a point where your model is kind of unwielding. It doesn't quite work very well. And you try to hire an operations manager to try to fix that to help you scale. But the challenge is more on a foundational level that you haven't actually fixed that first. So um, with the right support, you can actually hire that person and have them help you fix it with, with you. But you really have to have outside perspective to really help you understand what is broken in your business model and how to fix it. So if you're really not at that level, um, if you're going to be hiring an operations manager at the same time, make sure that you're getting support around this. Otherwise, the likelihood of you um, failing with, uh, with, this, with this new hire is very, very high. So um, this is so actually the, the operations manager role. This is actually one of the highest um, failure, the, highest, the position that has the highest failure rate. Um, second only to salespeople. Um, salespeople are very difficult to hire. Operations managers are our second highest um, from what we have seen. Now, um, they're out there and, you can, and they can be uh, 
add a tremendous value to your business, but you have to be ready for them. And you have to have your, your, your company needs to be in a place where you can attract someone who's excellent. Now, um, if your company is not in that place, then, you know, why are they going to want to work with you? So someone who is, um, who has the, has the skills and the leadership to be able to be in this position, you know, they have uh, a top performer and you only want to hire a top performer, by the way, because a top performer can, can do the job of five people. Um, literally they can, and I, I see this in my own company. And, um, so, so you really want to have a top performer, um, even if, even if you find creative ways to be able to, to work up to having this person in, in your company. And we find that we, we, we have creative ways that we do that with our clients all the time, but, um, you, your company has to have, um, be, be led by a strong visionary and, um, you, you really have a direction where you're going. And this goes, this goes into the next. So we just talked about the, the business needs to be ready. But now let's talk about the leader. The, the leader of the company, the CEO, needs to be ready for this role, this second-in-command role, because um, you have to be at a place where you are ready and willing to let go. And it doesn't mean that you're just going to let go all at once. That's not necessarily going to be the best for, the, for this new hire or, or someone in your company that you're actually um, grooming to, to become that role. That's actually the best way to do it. If, if you have that person who has that, the, the leadership skills and um, also, also has some, some core level skills, if you can develop them. That's actually something we do with, um, with our clients' um, teams all the time. And it's actually a, a core part of our, our Scale to Freedom program is, is our, our team program that comes right along with it. So um, Anyway, you have to be in a position where you are ready as the CEO to let go and you're ready to um, set an intention for what things need to look like, but you all, but um, you need to let go of, of, um, of how they're done because your job is the what and the why and the how is your team's job. So you as the CEO, you have to be ready to, to um, set a, a clear vision and, and to really lead your team in that vision. And, um, and, um, really, really step up and, um, assume the role as the leader of the company. And I can go more into that, but that's one of the aspects. If you're not ready as the CEO, if you're not at this, like if, um, if you're a a level six CEO, you're only going to be able to, to attract a level five C, uh, like operations manager, you really, um, no one else besides no one beyond that's going to want to come into your your company. So one of the best ways that you can actually attract in better talent into your team is actually to become a better leader and um, to raise your your ability, your skills, how you're showing up as a leader so that you can attract in um, someone at that next level. And this is actually something that I have just dis- I have discovered with uh, my own development as a CEO is that that there were some some. Um, failures that I had coming up to they weren't really failures. It was just like, they were stepping stones really, um, that, that helped me grow as a leader and helped me be in a position where, um, I was really ready to attract in that level of person. So, um, we've talked about the company needs to be ready and the CEO needs to be ready. And now the third thing is, this is what most people look at. Most CEOs are they're They're looking at, um, screening the person. So, um, you're looking for, for the fit, this really, there, there's a lot of aspects to this, right? But, but um, it's, it's screening someone for the hard skills, the soft skills. So um, their, their, their ability to, to lead and their, their, um, the developability of them really. So um, 
you really are looking for someone who has um, who you can really develop as a leader and has uh, has a proven track record of um, moving and leading people. And it doesn't necessarily mean they have to have an operations manager role or a, or a um, chief operating officer title. And um, but they, they need to have some of that experience. And the other aspect of this is that um, there, there are some skills, right? There, there's some, there, is, there are some, uh, some hard skills. But the skills are actually the, one of the easiest things to, to teach. And, and um, that's one of the things that, that we teach with, with our um, operations academy within our Scale to Freedom program is that um, Jennifer, our program director, works with them to help them fill in the gaps on the skills. And if 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 uh, they already have um, the uh, the mindset or, and um, the the uh, ability to develop them as a leader, if they already have some of these things in place, you can install the skills in them, and they can actually continue growing and growing with your company. And um, that's really exciting when you can do that because if you already have a top performer on your team who already has an operational mindset, it's like there's there's a way that that someone thinks uh, um, that that is aligned with being. Uh, be, with uh, having operational excellence. Now they have to think that way. Otherwise, no matter no mat no amount of training is going to be effective for them. And there's there's um there, there's there's uh, different softwares that you can use to um just screen them and to to see if if they're uh, they have that natural aptitude or not. That's not that's just that it can't be trained because it's just they have to naturally be good at that. Otherwise, it's just like pushing a boulder up a hill. So um. It's absolutely critical, though, that they have that they are they are fit with your company, with your culture, with the direction that you're you're going. Now, um, one of the challenges with that um, this is looking a little weird here. Just move that. Okay. So one of the challenges that that I um, see with this is that this comes back to the company needing to be ready. So if if you're not clear on on um, the what and the why, like what you're creating, why, and your, your vision around it, and that your core values really what the company stands for. It's very difficult to be able to call in and attract and then screen for this perfect person that's a fit for your company if you're not even clear on um, what your company is, uh, what, your st- what, your, what you stand for, and um, you know how you, you service your clients. So that, that's critical to know that and then to Use that as a screening tool to see if they're going to be fitting with your company. And there's a ways there's ways that you can do um, do screening within the, the hiring process for this as well. So, um, and and so I wanted to add a quick note. The difference uh, we like to look at um, operations staff on like a continuum, all the way from like a virtual assistant, executive assistant, project manager, to to an operations manager to COO. And um, an account manager might kind of be off to the side. Sometimes they, there's a lot of overlap there, but um, there's a continuum, and you don't necess- you're not necessarily looking at like hiring a VA to uh, to train them into an uh, a COO role. That's that's not really going to happen in almost any case. Um, but you can hire someone at a slightly earlier earlier place, like a project manager, and elevate them to, to an operations manager, or hire an experienced operations manager and, and um, groom them to become your COO. And in doing that, you're actually going to have a lower cost of training because you don't have to pay someone as much if they're at a lower level and, and um, they will learn and, 
and grow into your company and actually be building out the processes and, and uh, the, the management framework so that they can actually do a good job. And that's actually one of the things that we do with our operations managers to help them be ex- um, excel in their position and get a return on their on investment, even if they don't stay with the company long-term, because you can use this person to help build out the management framework, the very management framework that they will be using to manage your company. Um, and it's really exciting because this is how um, you can get your team to actually be helping you build out your company so that they stay in the area that they're good at, you stay in the area that you're good at, and um, and then it allows you to grow the company. And it allows you to grow the company. Um, it, it allows you to um, build the airplane as you're flying it. And that's that's the most profitable way of doing it. Um, the, the, the way that I see that doesn't work, um, I, I've seen it many times, is you um, hire a high-level um, operations manager or COO, you know, this you're paying them something like close to a six-figure salary. And um, maybe they have tons of experience, but um, they come into your company, they're, 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 um, and, and a few different things happen. One of them is, is that they have a ton of experience, but their experience really only, it, it's, it's experience for a company that's way further along than where you're at. So there's not enough resources for them to know what to do. Like, like they have to know how to, how to be able to work with, with less resources. And, um, the challenges is that a lot of these more experienced people, they they're used to working in companies that are larger, that have, might have more resources. So they might be completely useless in your company. Um, the other thing is that they might have a completely different cultural, uh, cultural ideals than you do, especially if, if they're further along and it can be easier to say, well, you know, you know more about this than I do. I'm just going to give you the reins. Like the worst thing that you can do, and um, they take things and then and take in a direction that's not aligned with the vision. And um, you know, a few months in, you've gone this other direction. There's all this opportunity cost because because the confusion and delay that's happened, and um, now you have to let go of this person because it doesn't work out, and you're back to where you started. It's it's really not an ideal place to be. Um, So so uh, and then another another option is just to kind of find someone middle of the road and, and, um, they're like shadowing you for two months and, um, they're not really adding a lot of value, but you don't know that until a couple months in and you start assigning them some things from, from, um, watching over your shoulder and, um, they're ineffective. So here you've paid them two months of salary and they delivered no value to the company. And that's just something that I've seen before. I've, I've seen with, um, some past clients of ours that have already had that person in and they were already partway through that, through that process. And um, so, so how we have come up with our methodology around hiring and um, developing really amazing operations people that can help you run and grow the company without you, um, we, we have seen, we, we have developed this from seeing what hasn't worked with um, agency owners. And we've also seen what has worked and um, you know, our own trial and error and, and also our own successes too. And then of course, um, Jennifer's, but Jennifer's been doing this for 10 years and um, has had a lot of experience and, and um, has worked with a hundred different CEOs. So um, she has a, a lot of experience that I, it's been great to, to, to learn from her. So um, anyway, those are those. So again, the three aspects that you need, that you need to be looking at in order to succeed with this role is your company needs to be ready. You as a CEO need to be ready and you need to uh, properly screen this person and, and also 
hire the right person for the right stage in your company. And being able, be able to do that to, in a way that you can optimize um, your costs, be able to get this, on, this person on as soon as possible, and um, really evaluate who you need at what stage. Um, and, and, and if you have those three, three things aligned, the, um, the likelihood of you having success is significantly higher. And um, this is also why, why we're, we're able to guarantee results for our clients when we, we hire an operations manager, because we know we have these three things in place. The likelihood of them having success with this position is, is very high. So um, anyway, um, I, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on uh, you know, where you're at with this, where you maybe have failed in the past with um, hiring an operations manager or um, some other some other project manager you'd hope that w- would be able to take more off your plate. So um, if, um, if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, wow, I would love to get some more feedback on this. You know what? Why don't you reach out? Let's have a conversation and um, I can give you some feedback on what you're doing right now um, with your operations manager and how you might be able to get better results for them. Or if you haven't hired them yet, like maybe give, give you some, some feedback on it. So um, you can reach out to me, Mandy at handsoffceo.com, M-A-N-D-I at handsoffceo.com. And um, I'd love to have a chat. This is Mandy Elfson from Hands Off CEO signing off. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hands Off CEO with Mandy Elfson. If you want to work less and make more, make sure you subscribe and get a new episode every week and help spread the word by leaving a review.